Hello everyone, welcome to our very first podcast. My name is Andy Martens, uh, I'm the founder of uh, Curex Technology and in this podcast today we will talk about my favorite topic, namely data migration. I'm happy to talk today about this topic because uh, data migration was uh, also in focus of my PhD. Um, I have been working in different data migration projects uh, for many years. However, my knowledge uh, in the field of data migration, I think, cannot be compared with the experience of our guest today. Um, our guest is uh, Johnny Morris from London. Of course, Johnny uh, speaks English and that's why our podcast today is in English. Perhaps a few words about Johnny. Um, Johnny is an incredible expert, I think, in the field uh, of data migration. He is author of the book Practical Data Migration and of the PDM methodology for execution of pretty sophisticated data migration projects. Every year, um, with except of 2020, he organized a conference with the name Data Migration Methods in London. And actually at this conference, we also got to know each other. Uh, this is a really great opportunity for us to do this interview today um, together with Johnny and uh, learn from, from his experience. I hope this will help you to carry out your data migration project properly and uh, avoid many, many mistakes. Johnny, it's a pleasure to us to have you today uh, as a guest. Please uh, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm, I'm Johnny Morris. I'm the, the author of Practical Data Migration, currently in its second edition. Third edition will be published later this year. I've been spending, I've spent the last 20 plus years um, performing data migrations in different companies in different parts of the world and different verticals. Share with you uh, in this series of podcasts some of the tips and tricks to, to make sure that you can deliver the best quality data you can get your hands on to the right place at the right time. Cool. Thank you, Johnny. Okay, and I would say we can directly start with um, uh, my, my first question. Um, Johnny, what is the data migration for you? And uh, perhaps how would you uh, describe this uh, IT discipline? Well, data migrations, um, it's about getting the best quality data you can to the right place at the right time and turning off old systems. So if we start, start at the back and work forwards on that, obviously, Turning off systems is something um, it, it may, we may not be turning off, uh, physically turning off a system. It may still um, be still running for other, other parties in the organization or even externally. But as far as the people who are using it in the domain in which we are, you know, our project is based, for them, the system will be turned off, which is quite a, is a, is a significant um, events for the people. So when I'm talking to the business side, I don't talk about bits and bytes. I don't talk about mm -hmm. mappings. I talk about turning systems off because that's an easy sentence to get out and it's what people can understand and it gets you engagement. When it comes to um, the, the best quality data in the time we have available, we are a project. We know that we have a fixed amount of time and we have to deliver our data ready for use so the system will start at the end of that period. So we've got to be selective. We've got to be selective in where we get the data from. We've got to be selective in just how much we polish it. Um, we've got to be selective in how we how we prepare it. But we have to have enough to make the thing the, the, the best 
think I possibly can. So that means we've got to be ruthless about our prioritisation. And finally, of course, what I kept saying is the right place at the right time. Let's make sure we load the data in the right place, that it's useful to the business, um, and it gets there on time. So those those are the, the key mm-hmm. constituents of a data migration. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what type of data migration uh, do you see or do you saw in your, ex- in your experience and uh, what are the most common triggers perhaps uh, from um, for such projects? Well, uh, by, by, um, you know, overwhelmingly, the, the biggest reason for, 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 for getting involved in data migrations is because the client side, the clients, the business, um, they, they are in the process of some form of business transformation. Um, now, again, the commonest is that they want to upgrade to a new platform or change mm-hmm. from one platform to another because they feel it will give them uh, important advantage in the marketplace or enhance their business processes. So they're doing it to transform the way their business, the way business is going to work going forward. That's by far the commonest. Um, after that, you've got um, mergers and acquisitions, obviously, when two companies get brought together. And the, Part of the benefit is that you, you you deduplicate. You only have one system that runs over two that what were two different or two different set entities. So mergers are, are quite a, a common feature. Uh, demergers, uh, acquisitions of demergers, mergers are, are, are um, also interesting and possibly some of the most challenging because we weren't and we built build IT systems. We don't build them so that you can take them apart easily. So demergers can be quite difficult. So that's, that's, that's two. And then, of course, the third is what I call a burning platform. Mm-hmm. That's where you've been happily working on a, an application for years. You wouldn't change it, really, because it does everything that you want. But it's now out of date. It's out of date because it's no longer being supported. or the hardware is not being supported. But for whatever reason, you've got to get off that platform. Um, that I call, the, you know, as you say, that's, that's the, the, the burning um, platform problem. Um, and that again, that's that's quite that's interesting in its own right because mm-hmm. people don't particularly want much transformation, or they may look to do some tidying up. But the deadline is usually really, really hard because at that point, you know, you're gonna you're no longer gonna you're no longer gonna be on a supported system. So uh, those are the three the three um, major reasons. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. And um, of course, in such um, projects, we all um, try to avoid uh, mistakes. And uh, perhaps, uh, what are the five most uh, frequent mistakes in data migration projects from your experience? Well, I've, I've arrived, I've dropped into a lot of projects that are going wrong, as mm-hmm. you can imagine, in, in, in 20 odd years. So, um, the commonest features I see of projects that, that, are, that are going wrong, there, there are two that stand out, um, and then there are some others. The two that are absolutely common across every project I've been to that's going wrong is, first of all, that you don't have a single repository of all your issues. So when I turn up at a project and I'm in that initial meeting, I always ask the client, in two hours' time, can I have a complete list of all your issues you've got with the data, with the software, all your issues, um, and I want to know, you know, each one of them should tell me, you know, how, how, how many records does it impact, um, who's looking after it, when will it be delivered, and what's its relative priority to everything else. And in projects that are going wrong, that information is never available. 
if you're going to run a project, you have to have, you have to have that. If you don't have that information, you don't know, you know, especially here, data migration is one big issue. Log. So if you don't have a lot of handle on that, then your project is not under control. So that's, that's a key. The second, the second thing that, that you always find is that the, the, the business side and the technical side um, uh, are, are no longer speaking to each other. There, there is a big gap between, between the two of them. And on the technical side, they, they feel let down because the business side doesn't seem to be providing with the data they want on time or they won't give them the experts. On the business side, they feel they've been let down because they thought the technical side was going to handle it. And now the technical side is dumping a load of problems on them. Uh, at the moment, when they've only got to keep the business as usual running, but they're also got training on the new application, they've got testing, and so on. So they, they've, you know, they got a lot of work on, and then the, the technical side. Mm -hmm. So that what, what we call the responsibility gap. That, mm -hmm. That's also a, a, a really common. So that you have to dig up. You know, you have, it's not something people are going to admit too easily. So un, unlike the, the the lack of a single repository for issues, it's not something that you find at the first interview but it's always something you find mm -hmm. um you find before too long um other than that there's there are there are problems often problems with testing um not so much the resolution of tests uh, test results but but how you're going to do the testing that's going to satisfy everybody and and um the key to this the key to this is to start the questions early start uh, we have a sort of um uh, business transformation realization module within certainly within PDMB3. Um, and, and that's all about engaging with the business right at the start of the project and working out what are their what are their red lines, what are the things we have to deliver so that they can sign off on, on the decommissioning of the of the legacy data stores. Mm -hmm. And you've got a, there are a, a number of different really, we'll probably have another uh, webinar just going through testing because it's a it's a piece of work in its own right mm -hmm. but knowing how to do your testing what you're going to test and how that testing is going to satisfy the business those are those, that's that's key and that's often where projects get stuck and um, then of course there's the use of appropriate technology uh, now you know i've been doing as i say data migrations for 20 plus years so i've done data migrations when all we've had these spreadsheets and um you know uh, csv files um so it can be done but obviously the, the technology is getting more complicated and where we're moving the data is getting more complicated and the tools have followed so you see the tools um they've got now are, are you know far better than you know we didn't exist when we were first doing them but there's a there's a there's a couple i'd call out and say you know if you, these are really useful um and i think obviously the cloud is because uh, the cloud is just completely transformed the way we, we can do our, our work because the cloud is um mm -hmm. it's so scalable so quickly that because mm -hmm. what the true data migrations we can develop and develop and develop on quite small hardware quite small um software footprint and then every so often we need to do a mock load and we need a big piece of iron we need a big um we need, you know, scaled up and of course the great thing about the cloud is that you can you can scale up and scale down uh, really rapidly. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, the uh, the other software that I, I kind of like is is um, uh, is collaborative software. So whether that's um, that's online support tools, um, I'm trying really hard not to mention any trade names here, but um, often they come out of 
um, uh, help desk type software. So you can record all your issues, you know where who's doing what, you've got release management in place, um, you've got ways of communicating with each other. And then add on to that things like chat rooms and messaging and all, the, all those sorts of things. And they, they give you a layer of, of, of um, sociability uh, on a big project. You know, they allow you to do that mass communication on, mm-hmm. on an international project. They're really difficult to work without something like that. Uh, and then with other technology, data quality, software, profiling software, so it's worth investigating what's what's available to, to you out there. So appropriate technology is is um or not having appropriate technology is is uh, is uh, is very important. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, in, um, in in your book you talk about golden rules. Um, personally, I find them very interesting and uh, helpful in, in my project, and I've also included them um, in my method uh, toolkit. And perhaps, can you explain or can we talk about your uh, three uh, uh, golden rules? Yeah, well, yes, sir. I mean, there's, there are, I would have to say a number of golden rules. I think everybody who writes a methodology has got a number of golden rules or, or whatever. But the, the, the importance to me is that um, the, the, the business has to be, data migration has to be business control. So the first, the first rule, and probably the most important, is that data migration is a business, not a technology, not technology project. Um, uh, certainly, but that's, certainly that's true. Because as I say, the most common reason for doing a data migration is that it's the end point of a business transformation activity. So we're not doing it because it, you know, it, it's something that technologists want to do. It's because the business needs it as part of their transformation. So once you once you understand that, then everything else that you do has to has to work towards achieving those business objectives. Mm-hmm. Um, so the second rule is that the business knows best. If the business is in charge and the business is, is the business, we're working on behalf of the business here for, to realize their, their, their requirements or realize their dreams, then what they say is, is what we're guided by. Um, quite a lot of the projects, again, that I go to that are, are struggling or even one, you know, ones that are struggling, it, the technologists have kind of taken over and they're delivering their, what they think the view of the business should be and disregarding what's being said on the other side. You've got to create a situation, which we do in PDM, where we do, we do collaborative working, where both sides work on, uh, work on a problem. It isn't one side consulting with the other, mm-hmm. delivering stuff to the other both sides working working together to create a product that's going to be suitable for both of them. The third rule that I have um, is no company wants, needs, or will pay for perfect quality data. Mm-hmm. Now, I've had, you know, every, every year I have a row with someone about this because um, certainly data management, the theory is you should always go, you know, you should keep on enhancing until you can get to perfection. And I, I think that's, you know, a very laudable ambition. But mm-hmm. data management is a process. You go around, you enhance, then you, you take a reckoning, you cut yourself up another target, you go around again. It's, it's cyclical. Data migration is a process. It has a start, it has a middle, it has an end. Mm-hmm. You've got to, at the point when you get to the end, as I say, you've got to deliver the best you can do in the time you've got available, within the budget you've got available, that's going to make allow the business to realise its own its, its own dreams. Um, so that means that along the way you're going to you're going to see things that you you would like to fix, but you're not going to have time to fix. Mm-hmm. 
Now, within the way that we operate and having that single, we've got the DQR log, within the DQR log, we will record everything. So we don't lose the fact that we didn't do something. Um, that's always going to be kept and it will be handed over to the data management team and they, they will do their own profile, their, their own prioritizing. And it's good, probably going to be different from what we'll prioritize. We've just got to make sure that we've got to, got to make sure we deliver on time. The final rule that I have is, uh, if it doesn't, if you can't count it, it doesn't count. In other words, if, if, if it hasn't got a metric on it, then it's very difficult to manage it. So mm -hmm. everything has to be, uh, has to, has to have a metric on it. And again, using the DQR process, that giving things a metric means we can look across all sorts of issues in all sorts of places from hardware to software to personnel. Each of them have a, have a metric on them so that we can, we can relate what we're going to do. We can compare what we're going to mm -hmm. do in one area with what we're going to do in another area. And we can do that process, uh, that prioritizing. So those four, those four things together underpin, uh, my approach to, to data migration. Mm -hmm. And uh, assumer will be able to find uh, these three uh, golden rules of the, the new version of your book, right? Oh, they're in every version of the book. They've been in every version of the book since uh, when I first published the first one in 2006. Yeah, they don't change. I think because especially the, the business engagement part of it, that's, you know, in, in the various uh, um, uh, it reports that people have done, the various industry analyst reports, they all have the same theme. The successful projects have got the best business engagement. Mm -hmm. You can get by virtually anything if you've got good business engagement. And if you haven't got good business, good business engagement, you're likely, you're very strongly likely to fail. So, but obviously working with the PDM and every, every major module in there is really paying attention to that. Mm -hmm. You know, is it following golden rule one? Is it following golden rule two? Okay, Johnny, uh, thank you very much for your answers and especially uh, for this opportunity to talk about your experience. And I hope that we will have more such discussions um, uh, in the future. And of course, I'm, I'm also very excited about, uh, about your new book. Yeah, I look forward to it. <laughs>